Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Time once again for a fall camp watch-along. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, back with you this time on a Friday evening, August the 11th. 2023 the Alabama Crimson Tide back on the practice field on Friday afternoon practice number eight of 2023 fall camp and of course much anticipation as it relates to Saturday's scrimmage at Bryant-Denny Stadium the first of two Saturday scrimmages for Alabama as it prepares for the upcoming season a lot to get into on the latest watch along We'll get things going with the, well, it's the customary shot there of Nick Saban in that ever-recognizable straw cap. You know, I was thinking about this too, though. That vest, that vest has seen a lot of practices over 16-plus seasons going into his 17th season at Alabama. So there is Nick Saban as he oversees his football team, and we'll get the video going here as Saban takes some things in. And what we do here is we get right into uh, the defensive line position. There's Jaheim Otis. There's Damon Payne. You got some of the big dudes getting some work. And as you can see here, since it is the eve of a scrimmage, as is typical at Alabama, you're not going to have full pad work. You're really not going to have shoulder pads and and helmet work. This is shells, I guess, technically uh, from that standpoint. But it's not a walkthrough either. You know, I think there's a – there's a position in all this that you want to have your team as fully ready to go physically as you possibly can for a scrimmage like the one Alabama will have Saturday, but still trying to get some work done. And I'll say this too, there's no, even a walkthrough it and a walkthrough at Alabama, the tempo at which Alabama goes through its paces in any sort of practice setting isn't typical of what you see at a lot of places around college football. So there's the big man, Jaheim Otis. Big things expected out of number 91 on the nose this season. We talked about Tim Keenan on the last one of these too. So I think between those two guys, you should feel really good about your ability to hold things down, especially on early downs in that base defense, even in some big nickel. And the hope being too, hey, one of these big guys can push the pocket Keep them out there in the nickel. I don't know if you'll keep them out there in the dime package. Typically, you'll see Alabama go with more of a defensive end type on the football in those situations, like a Justin Aboigby, maybe a Jamarian Latham. I think that's an area where Jamil Burroughs likely could have factored in with this team too prior to his departure. But Otis can certainly set the tone as it relates to physicality against the run and keeping guys like Deontay Lawson clean. Guys like Trez Marshall, perhaps. Guys like Jihad Campbell make life a lot easier on those guys. And look, hey, there's no rule book. There's no rules against being disruptive. Uh, Once you take care of your core responsibilities there, you don't want to sacrifice the integrity of the defense. Christian Barmore, early on in his career, he would go rogue from time to time. And as a result, some guys in the rest of that defense would pay the price for that. But as he matured, 
became more detail-oriented, took care of his assignments first and foremost. From there, if you can make a play, all the better. So there go the defensive linemen. Jaheim Otis, as we see. There's Tim Keenan. Uh, here comes Damon Payne. Uh, Want to see these guys. Tim Smith, at this point in his career, you expect certainly consistency from him as one of those three primary guys that you anticipate up front for Alabama when you talk about the first-team defense. I think it's a Boigby. I think it's Tim Smith. I think it's Jaheim Otis. But the more the merrier, I'm sure, is the way that Freddie Roach is looking at this as well. 20 seconds into the footage, there is Curtis Perry. You know, he's another one of these young guys that came to Alabama in need of some bulk and some strength. Looks like he's making some strides in that regard. Another one of those guys that at his core is a defensive end, but in time as he continues to add that bulk and strength, you can see him move inside and help out in some pass rush situations as well. There's Hunter Osborne. He's another one of those guys. as a young defensive lineman. Hunter Osborne, Jordan Renald, young defensive lineman. Probably more hybrid types at the high school level. You know, maybe more of a jack or a defensive end hybrid. Uh, but they are transitioning with Freddie Roach. The young guys are at the defensive line spot. Next, we see Coleman Hutzler. Working the bags with Dallas Turner. There's Chris Braswell doing the same. Man, these guys make this drill look a lot easier than it is as we're at the 33-second mark because they're having to work the bags with their feet, also work their hands uh, with Coleman Hutzler, and then keep their eyes up. You know, it's hard enough to do regardless, but you would think the urge to look at your feet and do this simultaneously would be pretty great. Kind of like in basketball, how, you know, players typically want to look at the, they want to look at the ball. They want to look down. And the key is to keep your eyes up. So the trick for me when I watch this drill is, can you keep your eyes up and do it simultaneously? And I think Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner do a pretty good job of that. Interesting too, to see Coleman Hutzler here, you know, working the bags himself. And, you know, he's able to engage his players uh, in a way in, being a participant in the drill that you certainly can't do otherwise. Also, he's getting a sense for the power of those hands with those pads that he's working there on his forearms. He's getting a feel for, okay, what kind of pop are these guys delivering as well? And I think Braswell and Turner are fine in that regard. Hey, there's another guy that you'd like to see have an extended stretch of good health, and that's Keanu Coot, because the last couple of years have been tough on Keanu from that standpoint. Went through spring drills, uh, looks good here early in fall camp. And whereas you expect Braswell and Turner to be at the top of that depth chart, there's always room for a third pass rusher. There's always room for a situational guy. Q Robinson here in the drill certainly qualifies as a potential candidate in that regard. There you saw Quay Roussal. Boy, these true freshmen on the edge. Something else. Keon Keeley right there is a true freshman going through that bag work. Again, not as easy as they make it look, and especially for a guy who wasn't here in the spring. So Keon Keeley, one of those guys perhaps with an opportunity as the 2023 season unfolds, shows you the, the eye-hand coordination, the great footwork, uh, and that's a that's a tall dude. I mean, he's doing that at 6'5", 6'6", so uh, that ups the degree of difficulty, you have to think. Hutzler continuing to work his guys here at the one-minute mark. Here comes Dallas Turner for another rep. Ah, caught the bag a little bit there. Those position coaches, thing you'll hear them talk about at practice is, stay off my bags. 
they like to keep those bags clean. But uh, there's Braswell once again. Boy, Chris Braswell, we talked about this too. 255 pounds he's listed on the current roster, and it definitely looks like uh, he's up the ante in terms of bulk and strength. it be interesting to see if he can still get that get off, that first step explosiveness as he's continued to add weight. But, you know, this has been a process for him. This is three, four years in the making to go from sub 220 to the 250 pound range like Chris Braswell has. There's Keanu Coat, Coat with another rep working the bags. Here comes Q Robinson doing it himself. Uh, Jeremiah Alexander, another one of these guys at outside linebacker with an opportunity to impact things this season. And you never know when your number might be called due to injury, things like that. And when you watch Jeremiah Alexander, physically, he is a stout dude. You look at the lower body, um, he's got the upper body now to match that. I think that most people look at Jeremiah Alexander as more of an early down edge setter at this point. But I think he has shown you when given the opportunity, especially maybe in the 8A game back in April, he too can give you some pass rush. There goes Quay Roussal, another outstanding young prospect out the outside linebacker position. Here comes Keon Keeley again, moving pretty well through this drill for a young player. Now we're going to transition into the quarterbacks at the 1 minute and 36 second mark. First up in terms of who we see, and again, got to be careful with how these orders work on these uh, practice highlights that are furnished courtesy of the University of Alabama. Uh, we do see Tyler Buckner up first, the Notre Dame transfer, a little flip outside to Malik Benson. You know, big, big scrimmage, obviously, for these quarterbacks. And not just the quarterbacks either. There's still some things to sort out at wide receiver. You know, Burton, Brooks, Bond, maybe as your first three at the X, Y, and the Z. That, that's sensible, but uh, there is an opportunity for guys like Benson to make a move there with an emphasis on the outside positions. Next up, as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, here comes Jalen Milrow. Looks like they're working a little back shoulder concept there. Emmanuel Henderson on the receiving end there. He's another guy with an opportunity. There is a little back shoulder throw from Simpson to Jermaine Burton. Here comes Buckner again. Uh, he got a, an assistant. A staffer working as sort of a corner with his back turned. And you know, obviously, if you get that situation in a game, you want to try to throw that back shoulder. And uh, that's what is done there with Ja'Cory Brooks, who with that size and that uh, contestability ability, I like to call it, in traffic, can go up and make those grabs. Here's Ty Simpson again with a very nice ball to Shaz Preston. Milrow next up at the 204 mark, checking it down to Ty Lockwood, the young tight end. Here comes Simpson, little pivot route back to the outside to CJ Dupree. Tyler Buckner going to work that same concept, this time to Miles Kitzelman. Uh, some of the intermediate throws to the tight ends. Now you're going to work a little sit down route from Jalen Milrow to Kobe Prentice. And you know, for Jalen Milrow, how many times does it feel like we've said it since spring? This is the biggest scrimmage of Jalen Milrow's career at the University of Alabama. We probably said it three times in the spring. You had the two scrimmages and then 8A game. And it feels like the same theme for him going into Saturday's scrimmage at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And, you know, I think Nick Saban's already talked about it as far as the competition not coming to an end regardless of who the first guy is named to be out there against Middle Tennessee. And when I think of that, I think of kind of the old BCS championship 
format when, yeah, you wanted to be the number one team in the country, but all you needed to be was number two. Coming out of the regular season, if you were two, that meant you still ultimately had a chance to win it all. And it feels like if you're even the number two guy on that initial depth chart, that precious depth chart, then you still are going to have a chance to be the guy as the season unfolds. So again, obviously you want to be first up. That that does mean something. There is something of weight to being named the initial starter to open a season. But just get yourself in a position in that top two. And if they're still going to let this thing play out into Middle Tennessee, you've got a great opportunity. Here's Simpson now working, throwing a very nice ball on that comeback route to Shaz Preston. Tyler Buckner's got that quick release. It's short, a little Manzellish. I remember how Johnny Football used to deliver it. I'm not saying Tyler Buckner's the next Johnny Manziel. I'm just saying in terms of how he throws the football and uh, the technique there. Here's Milrow working a, a hitch to Benson. Milrow again. That's a little zone read RPO action. Yeah, a little RPO action. And then get that linebacker up on that action and then yeah, you'd like to see that, wouldn't you? A little over the top to Amari Nyblack. Uh, here comes Tyler Buckner. Same thing to Robbie Oots. Good to see Robbie healthy after sitting out spring drills. Here's a nice catch for you. And it's a guy that we probably haven't given his flowers enough as a potential receiver because he is more of that prototype build of a tight end, an inline guy, hand in the ground guy. But here at the 302 mark, Ty Simpson delivers one down the middle. I don't know if Danny Lewis at the 304 mark had to make a one-handed catch, but it was nice just the same. He shows you I can I can make some plays down the middle of the field in the passing game. Nice grab by Danny Lewis there with those Alabama tight ends. Next up, we get Isaiah Bond, the quickness, the short space quickness that you see there. That's what these coaches love to see out of these guys in the quick game on this little pivot route, able to get in and out, easy throw that can turn into something really big. Here's Kobe Prentice following Malik Benson, same thing. Get them the ball on the quick throws and let them take it from there. Next up, at about the 330 mark, we've got some running backs. And uh, Rob Gillespie getting his guys ready for some pass protection work. See him shooting the hands here at this heavy ball. Uh, almost like the old school medicine ball that one of the staffers is holding. Roydell Williams, Justice Haynes we see here on the footage. And I'll say this, and what I've been able to gather, and certainly going back to the spring football, there's been an emphasis on bringing numbers defensively, especially up those A-gaps uh, with those inside linebackers. So I would expect that to be the same again on Saturday. And with that, a good drill here to get these guys ready at the running back position for what they're going to see from a pass protection standpoint. Roydell Williams, uh, certainly physical, capable of handling that. And as much as anything, I know a lot of times you wonder how much of it is about willingness because a lot of these guys coming from the high school ranks never really asked to pass protect. But uh, it, there's a lot more to it than just a willingness to step up and take on a 235-pound inside linebacker. Don't get me wrong. It, it takes some intestinal fortitude, no doubt about it. But being able to recognize who I get and then execute it in real time because we're seeing Kevin Steele going back to the spring bringing both inside linebackers. And so who's got the first linebacker through? Is it the guard? 
you're working in tandem with guys up front a lot of times in pass protection, if not all the time. So there's trust involved there, too, that I trust my guard or my offensive lineman to pick up this guy, and then I'm going to get the other guy. And you got to be able to stay focused enough that you don't get caught. You know, the whole idea is to screw with your eyes in those situations when defenses are bringing heat. I want you to get looking this way when your eyes should be here, and now you bust, and the quarterback is drilled. So we continue with the running backs here at the three-minute and 44-second mark. Boy, Justice Haynes hitting that ball as a true freshman, you can see that dude's got some hands. He's already got the hand strength to match up with guys like Jason McClellan and Roydell Williams. And what I liked, again, about Justice Haynes going back to the 8A game was smart guy, able to recognize things seem to slow down for him in pass protection. He doesn't panic. Not a lot of anxiety or stress when it comes to that time to to carry out the blitz pickup. And, you know, here at the 357 mark, we see Jam Miller. That's good to see. Jam had the quad strain early in camp. Here he is working the pass protection drill uh, during Friday's practice. So uh, hopefully he's able to uh, put some stuff on tape here. So there you go. We are through it. Four minutes and two seconds of practice footage as a watch along from Friday's workout at the University of Alabama. So much to get into coming up this weekend. We'll hear from Nick Saban following Saturday's scrimmage. So Charlie Potter, our outstanding senior writer, will obviously have you covered from that perspective. Staff-wide, we're going to be on it as best we can. Recruiting coverage never stops there with us at BamaOnline.com. When you talk about Tim Watts and you talk about Andrew Bone and Joseph Hastings and, of course, the rest of our staff, does such a great job as well. That's, you know, that's maybe a little bit of a biased opinion, but I think it's true uh, when you talk about Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein as well. So a lot of coverage for you, nonstop coverage for you there at BamaOnline.com. As always, we appreciate you joining us here for the watch along. It will also upload to the Bama Online podcast. So wherever you subscribe to podcast or consume your podcast, you'll be able to find this. And of course, It'll also upload to the personal YouTube page at Travis Ryer B-O-L on YouTube. Subscribe, hook up those notifications, and you'll be you'll be informed when these babies drop on a semi-regular basis. So there you go. Travis Ryer thanking you again for joining us. Until next time, so long, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.